Welcome to Out of Zion with Susan Michael, an exploration of the Bible and the land of Israel. From ancient biblical sites to the story behind the stories, join Susan on a journey through the most exciting book on the planet. Hit the subscribe button for future episodes, which will deepen your faith and bring the Bible to life. And now here's our host, Susan Michael. Well, welcome to this week's Going Deeper series, where we have a very dear friend with us, Rabbi Shmuel Bowman. And as you can tell from the background, we are sitting here live in Jerusalem with a gorgeous olive tree behind us, which is really quite appropriate, don't you think? (laughs) So we want to welcome everyone. Rabbi Bowman is here with me today to discuss Shabbat, and I know many of you are listening to my Shabbat Shalom devotionals each Friday, so I wanted to have this opportunity just to talk a little bit deeper about the meaning of Shabbat and how the Jewish people observe it. So with me is Rabbi Shmuel Bowman. He is uh, not just a rabbi, he's also a Torah scribe and he's executive director of Operation Life Shield, and we partner with him placing bomb shelters here in vulnerable communities in Israel. He's a very dear friend of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem, and I count him as a friend too. So thank you for being with us. Uh, my first question for you is just take a few minutes and explain to us the biblical meaning of Shabbat. What does the Bible say about it? Why why do we have a Shabbat? Thank you, Susan. It is uh, beautiful to be here in Jerusalem, in Yerushalayim, on this gorgeous, gorgeous day. The flowers are blooming, and it's, it's uh, wonderful. Shabbat, first and foremost, is a biblical commandment. I mean, it's sitting there in the Ten Commandments as our, uh, you know, as our fourth commandment. Uh, and it's, it's telling us some very powerful information, even in the Ten Commandments itself. When we look at it, we talk about Shemor Yom HaShabbat LaKadcho. Uh, guard the Sabbath day and keep it holy. God created in six days, and on the seventh day, God rested. Okay, so it's 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 packing a lot of information in this in this seemingly simple commandment that discusses what is creation, what does it mean for God to create, and it's very very interesting that even Shabbat is an act of creation, right? It, even Shabbat is it's not outside of creation; it's within the framework of creation. So this is all God's doing. So just as God is, you know, creating the sky and the water and the, 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 the flowers and the animals and us, God's also creating Shabbat. So it becomes this um, fact. It's not even a question of, oh, uh, should I celebrate Shabbat or not? Shabbat is happening. The question is, am I happening with it? Okay, so whether or not you're sleeping through it or working through it or ignoring it, it's going on because God created Shabbat just as God created everything around us. The question is, what is our relationship to it? And that's the big question. And then the, the, the commandment continues because it's not just one line as we see, you know, from the movie, The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, which is a great movie. <laughs> and we know we both love this movie. <laughs> but it continues. 
Okay, do not do any um, acts of, of creating yourself, any acts of work, right? Um, you and your children, okay? And the stranger within your gate, okay? In other words, you have an opportunity to participate in this, this gift called Shabbat and really do something different. So what does that do something different? You know, it's very, very interesting because we talk about the idea that more than um, Jews have kept Shabbat for, the thousand, for thousands of years, really it's Shabbat that have kept, kept the Jewish people. Okay, which means that here is this institutionalized uh, day in the middle of our lives in which we have to think differently, do differently, act differently with our families and with our communities. And this has kept Jewish communities all over the world for thousands of years. So I would begin by just saying that that's what Shabbat is, is, is for me. It's this, it's this piece of creation with an invitation for me to participate in it. And what a gift that is. And then the question is, how do we, how do we actually do that? But that's, that's the basics. The Torah, the Bible, goes on and discusses the parameters. But it's really important to understand that when the Torah is given at Mount Sinai, and it's not that I believe that the Torah was given at Mount Sinai. I know the Torah was given at Mount Sinai. When that happens, there are two uh, uh, things happening at the same time. And the Hebrew is really, really important here. Shamor, at Yom HaShabbat Bakutsho, and Zahor. Shamor means to guard. In other words, to restrict entrance, if you will. That, that's what it means to guard, right? There was a guard at the hotel entrance here. He's right, restricting the people from coming in to guard what happens on Shabbat. The Zahor. Zahor means to remember. That's an active commandment. That's a doing. So Shabbat has its do's and its don'ts. And it's replete with all sorts of examples in the Torah of what to do and what not to do on the Shabbat. And that's just the beginning to kind of whet our appetite for the conversation. So tell me how your family typically observes the Shabbat when, when it begins. What's the first thing you do? Walk us through a Shabbat with your family. Okay, well, first of all, Shabbat begins the moment the previous Shabbat ends. <laughs> so when we're talking about getting ready for Shabbat, it's like Shabbat is over at, uh, you know, when it's nighttime on Saturday evening, right? As soon as the three stars are out, which is in the indication that it's now the next day, because, right, the biblical calendar begins at the evening, right? Just like the Bible says, and it was evening and it was morning, day two, day three, and so on. So that's how we, that's how we do our days. So as soon as the day, Suda Shabbat is over, when the three stars come out and it's nighttime, we're already getting ready for Shabbat. We're already, our mind is already ready for the following week. What does that mean? That means that um, my wife Leah is already filling up the uh, oil candles. We light with uh, oil. You can use wax. You can use whatever you want. We like to use uh, actually colored oil. And so she likes to change out the colors. <laughs> And um, so she's already changing and putting in the new wicks. That's already happening minutes, minutes after Shabbat ends. We're already washing any of the utensils and dishes that may be needed for the following Shabbat and placing it back in a respected 
beautiful place, okay, where we're ready to have it for the fall. Everything is getting ready. The prayer books are all set and ready to go so that you can pull them out ready when you need them. We don't get ready for Shabbat minutes before Shabbat starts. It's already happening throughout the entire week. Um, we're going to have a special day for shopping for Shabbat or ordering, ordering uh, food for Shabbat. Um, we're already planning who our guests are, okay? Which of our kids and if our granddaughter is coming, that's all starting to happen, what it's going to look like. So we're already thinking, we're, we're, we're getting into a Shabbat mode. Um, I would say, honestly, that by Wednesday of the middle of the week, we're already in Shabbat drive. Okay. By Thursday, forget about it. That's your, that's as far as we're concerned, Shabbat is already in. <laughs> On Thursday, are you kidding me? Friday's Shabbat. But really, of course, of course, we know that Shabbat really begins on Friday, early evening before nightfall. Ah, and this is where everything in our, fo- in our home, in the Bowman household, moves from a frenzied panic to making sure that we get everything done on time because Shabbat has to begin at a certain time, okay? And then, as I mentioned before, there's all sorts of uh, regulations in the Torah in terms of what you can and cannot do. So we don't want to, of course, uh, break those commandments, those laws. And so there's a certain frenzied panic making sure everything can happen on time. And it does. It always seems to happen. Uh, We also happen to have a synagogue in our house, or I should say on our house, it's on our, uh, on our uh, outdoor upper patio. So get our little our synagogue ready. So there's a lot of things that goes on, uh, making sure that, that we have a shower schedule, <laughs> make sure that everyone is showering. When all this is going on. You, you make sure your clothes are already set and ready. Everything is ready to go. A, it's, like, it's like getting ready to go to a wedding. It's like getting ready to go to a great wedding. It's like getting ready to go to a great uh, appearance before before the queen or the king, and so you got to look nice. You got to be ready. You got to get ready to go, and then Shabbat comes in, and Shabbat comes in, and there's this ah, there's a peace, and that peace is a certain sense of there's nothing else I can do, <laughs> even if I wanted to do it. The phones turned off. The iPhones are turned off. The computers are shut down. In the old days, we used to talk about turning off the fax machine. Remember the fax machine. All that kind of stuff. The car has stopped. All that kind of stuff. We've stopped. We've just stopped. But really, we haven't stopped. We've started. Shabbat is not about necessarily just kind of like turning off and now, okay, no. It's not about taking time off. It's about taking time on. And now we get into our Shabbat attitude. It's a time for prayer. It's a time for song. This is when we really, ah, we got great voices. Right here, in our throats and in our lungs. We use them. We don't use instruments. And so it's a time for singing. There are special songs that we sing as a family, and as a community around the Shabbat table. This is also, in a sense, like a wedding. Our table itself and our home becomes what's called Beit Mikdash Ma'at, a miniature version of the Holy Temple. You're literally in the throne room. The table itself has all the different symbols that are going to be happening. The challah, the wine, the, the wine, okay, the salt, the fact that you're using your best dishes. You've entered into a, 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 a replica, a miniature replica of the holy temple. It's an amazing feeling. People come to the table. Okay, the discussion is different. You're not talking about the usual, I mean, every family, and 
politics and sports. No, this is a time for, for discussing Bible. This is a time for, for, for discussing thoughts and ideas, as well as how, you know, maybe beautiful moments in our week. This is a time for coming together. And that's what happens in, in our home. It's a beautiful time. It's a time where books that are only read on Shabbat are opened. It's a time for connecting with friends who are walking down the middle of the street, not driving. What an incredible thing to exchange with your neighbors in not in a hurried and rushed way. So this is a little taste. And of course, the food, speaking of taste, is outstanding. Shabbat dinner is a banquet. Uh, Shabbat lunch is a special meal called chulant, which is a special stew. Imagine a, a meat and potatoes with vegetables and beans and barley and other flavors that has been literally simmering for like, what, 14 hours. The aroma throughout the house. Okay, and then you get to on Shabbat lunch, get to eat this. So these are some of the ideas that go on. It's, it's food, it's song, it's, it's coming together as families and community. It's delving into the subjects that we may not have a chance to deal with, deal with during the week. And more importantly, it's not about sleeping through Shabbat. It's not about that at all. It's about being awake and alive. That's beautiful. You know, uh, you've said so many things that I want to ask about, but uh, in one, you were listening to one of my podcasts when I kind of misspoke on Shabbat. I gave the impression that uh, you didn't have hot food, and that's not what I meant, but that is what I said. So uh, you do not turn on the heat to start a fire to heat up food, but of course, you leave it simmering so that you do have delicious uh, hot food during the Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I just wanted to correct that because uh, I did kind of misspeak. But you you just said something that's so beautiful. And I read this uh, when I was doing some research on the Shabbat that Shabbat is a type of sanctuary. It's not a building like the temple, but it's a, a sanctuary of time where you carve out a space uh, in time and uh, it, and it's it's a place it's a place you go into uh, to have the special time every week and you just described it so beautifully um, you know some people think that resting one day a week which you've just corrected even that it's not about the rest <laughs> it's about having that sanctuary time for Bible for prayer for time with your family and um, but some people think that it's very limiting to have this one out of seven days that you can't do the regular things. So how do you see it? Right. So um, and it is, by the way, very, very important that you did mention that, that we, we don't cook and we don't start fires and we don't turn on electricity. And I think that that's the, the making of a, of a stew or letting the food stay warm is in a sense a, a, a response or a solution on what to do when you cannot, like you absolutely correctly described, cannot cook and not start a fire and not turn on electricity. Shabbat, to answer this question, the word Shabbat, if we look at the Hebrew root word, every Hebrew uh, word has a, a, a two-letter or three-letter 
root. And you can learn so, so much from going into that Hebrew word, whereas in English or German or French or any Chinese, any other language is not going to help because that's only going to be a translation. So Shabbat, the, the root word is shin vet, shev. Shev, like we're doing right now, sitting, shev. And this word shev is very important because it's not just sitting, it's about settling. It's about settling in. As a matter of fact, the word for to settle, like a settlement, like a community where you, where you build your homes, is called a yeshuv. You can hear the word shav in the word yeshuv. It's also really interesting that the word for strike, to go on strike, is shvita. So there you have the shvita, shabbat. You hear it? To go on strike, to go on strike is about saying, no, I'm a human being. I have rights. I can't be worked like some animal. Or these days, maybe we should use the word, I can't be worked like some robot. I'm a human being. I'm a creation of God, and I am B'Tselem Elohim. I am in the image of God. And I'm going on strike against uh, the idea of working nonstop or, 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 or not having the opportunity to switch into Shabbat. And so in a sense, Shabbat is a strike. Shabbat is about going on strike. And Shabbat is, Shabbat is about saying, Shabbat is about saying, no, no, we have an opportunity. God gave us this gift, this opportunity in creation to take one day out of seven and do what? Connect with him in the deepest, deepest way. Can you imagine your father, your mother saying, listen, I'm really busy all week, but I'm going to block a little bit of time just for you and I and your friends, and your, in your community, for us to really, really get closer. Can you imagine? What, are you going to say, no? No, I got something else to do? What? That's ridiculous. That's what Shabbat is. It's this incredible opportunity to, we're invited, literally, as you say, it's a sanctuary in time. It's an island in time. It's about God Almighty, our Father, being saying to us, Susan, Shmuel, come on in. And close the door behind you. This is our time. So, is it? Rest- am I feeling restricted or oppressed because one day in seven, I'm not going to be able to turn on my iPhone or jump in my car to a meeting or you know go to whatever it is? Really, really. <laughs> Let's weigh these things out. Let's see. Doing anything, anything, opposed to having the deepest most intimate connection with our creator. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. So, so, so it's absolutely not restrictive whatsoever. Yes, to the outside onlooker, it looks like, oh, look at that. Oh, I guess you're not able to come on over, Shmuel, or I guess, you know, you can't fly on that day or whatever. That's for the outside onlooker. That's how it may seem. What's happening with me? It's like, <laughs> don't worry about it because I... I'm in the sanctuary. I'm in the throne room with my creator. And that's what's going on Shabbat. So there's, and, and, and the, the halachot, the laws, okay? That's the roadmap. That's the, that's the guidebook, the instruction manual on how to do that, on how to get close with, with our creator, how to get close with the Almighty. That's what the Torah is giving us, the, the, the instruction manual on how to do that. So I want to read that instruction manual. I want to follow the steps and I want to be, you know, we say, right? 
we say, Achat sha'alti me'at Adonai ota v'kesh, shifti bevet Adonai kol yemei chayai. One thing I ask of God, right? Achat sha'alti me'at Adonai kol yemei. What I want to do, I want to sit in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I get chills just saying this, Susan. And God is saying, no problem, Shabbat. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's a perfect segue to my last question, which in a way you've probably already answered it, but what is your favorite part of Shabbat? What is it that you look forward to all week long that is your favorite part? So I'm going to tell you my favorite part, and I'm also going to invite everybody watching to perhaps consider it. Is that okay? My favorite part is at the Shabbat table, right before I do the blessing over the wine, is I bless my children. I bless my children. Ah, oh, this is an opportunity from the time that they were literally born till forever, as long as I'm alive, to be able to go over and take a moment with each child. And, you know, my eldest is like going to be 27 years old. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old they are my hands on his head or her head and give over the Kohanic, the, the, the Kohanic, the, the Aaronic, excuse me, the Aaronic blessing, right? And first I say their name. So I say to my son, Yoav Natanel ben Leah Michal. Yoav Natanel, the son of Leah Michal. I say it in my wife's name. Yismach Elohim Kefraim Menashe. May you be blessed, right? Like Ephraim and Menashe. We take that moment. We have a little Bowman kind of thing where I give them a kiss on the head, they give me a kiss on the head, but you don't have to do that. That's that moment in time when we get to, when parent and child connects in the sanctity of that sanctuary you're talking about. I love it. Well, and and it is something that we should all adopt into our week, that special time of blessing the children and the family members. It is a very touching part of the Shabbat evening. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to Rabbi Bowman today and just sensing the heart of this gift that God gave, this gift that God created for mankind which is to enter a sanctuary of time and spend time with him every week. So I hope you've been blessed by this. Please, if you'd like more information on what Rabbi Bowman does in Operation Life Shield, we'll put a link in today's show notes. And we'll see you back here next week. Until then, God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Out of Zion with Susan Michael. Be sure to subscribe to Out of Zion now on Apple Podcasts, cpnshows.com, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen and learn. Out of Zion with Susan Michael is a production of ICEJ USA, all rights reserved.